Hey there, Sharon Hornellstrom here. Let's talk about 15 things that make you sound more professional. When I was researching yesterday's idiom, get the ball rolling, I came across an article that was written a few years ago, not a ton, but a few years ago, and I found it really interesting. I realized that I use and have used every single item on the 15 recommended phrases to make you sound more professional. Well, I thought I would share that list and say and ask, is this still pertinent today, especially given the changes that we've all experienced with COVID-19? Do these things make you sound more professional? Do you use them? How many do you use? How many do you think are outdated and outmoded and you would not be caught dead saying them? I don't know. I think there's a few that I probably don't use very much anymore because of the changes of COVID, because of working from home, working online versus working directly in an office every day with other people. So I'm gonna share the phrases, maybe make a couple comments about them, and then I'd like you to chime in and say, yeah, I hate that one, I would never say that. Anytime somebody says that, it makes me cringe. There's a lot of new expressions that have come out over the last year or over the last few months that actually I feel that way about. One of the things is the word pivot. Now, I like the thought of pivoting and changing, but why don't we just say we're gonna change? or we're going to go in a new direction, or we're gonna to respond to the what's going on in the world with COVID-19. But instead, everybody, one person said the word pivot, we're gonna pivot our business and go online or do something different. And all of a sudden it you know, ran rampant across the internet. And so it just kind of like, you know, you get that feeling in your shoulders, you're just like, meh. That's how I feel about the word pivot. No, it doesn't bother me so much anymore, but when it first started getting used so often, Another one for me personally is the whole circle back thing. Uh, and the reason that that one bothers me is I think it's important when you tell someone you're gonna follow up on something that you actually commit to doing what you say you're gonna do and you follow up on that. And to me, circle back has come to mean, yeah, basically I'm not gonna answer your question, I'm not gonna talk about that right now, and I'll get back to you about that, but the person never gets back to you. How often in our businesses do people not follow up. How often do you not follow up? Sometimes I'm even guilty of not following up with people and it's one of the things I pride myself on doing is remembering and having systems that make sure I follow up in an effective way. So what are these phrases? What are these sayings? What are these things? Some of them are idioms that we've talked about before in detail, but only a couple of them. So I found that interesting. So the first one of course is get the ball rolling. We talked about that in depth yesterday, so I won't go into that anymore. Uh, then we've got it's a win-win. And that shows people the benefits of what you're discussing. So a lot of times I will say, hey, this is a win-win. And I always go for win-win-win. I want as many stakeholders, many people involved in a transaction to be positively impacted or, or decision or I'm not going to do it. So a lot of times for me, it's a win-win-win or win-win-win-win-win, how many of the players we have involved in a situation. At the end of the day, we did talk about this one as an idiom, and it's just a way of summarizing the results of a discussion or summarizing things, pulling things together and, and making them simple and brief. Uh, we'll need to manage expectations. Now, I use this one a lot in corporate America, and we talked about it a lot in, in department head meetings and in uh, leadership group things about understanding the importance of sharing our expectations up front, but then managing those expectations with people, with ourselves. And I always like manage expectations up the ladder with my boss and with um, the CEOs and presidents of the companies that I work with because 
I had to not only work with everybody in the organization, but that included the C-suite people. And so I got to practice managing everyone's expectations, including my own. Move the needle is another uh, phrase or saying, and I'm trying to think if that's an idiom or not. I think needle in a haystack was one of the idioms we, caught, we talked about. But to move the needle means to, of course, invest our time and efforts in things that are going to make the biggest difference, have the biggest impact. I talk about that a lot in decision-making and deciding how we choose among alternatives when I, do, uh, when I work with people as well as when I do the Get Up and Go Challenge. Let's touch base. Now, I think this one, it's fine, it's, but it's a vague way that allows the other person the ability to decide how you're going to touch base. Are you going to touch base by email, by messenger, by you know phone messages, by Facebook, through social media, through a face-to-face meeting, through uh, you know a coffee meeting? It, it opens it up and it leaves it open to the other person's discretion how they want to get in touch with you and back and forth. Um, our state-of-the-art technology. Now, everybody wants to claim they have the latest, greatest, newest, best version of everything, especially in the online world. So people will say, our state-of-the-art technology, we invented this. Everybody wants to make it sound like they invented things. I see this all over the place on the internet, as well as in the personal development industry. Everybody, and I'm guilty of this too, I created my own framework for the Get Up and Go Challenge as an easy way to remember how to make any change work better for you. So we we all do that. We all create our own tweaks to things to make them our own, to, to differentiate ourselves from other people. But sometimes they're state-of-the-art technology. Sometimes they're just a, a new way of combining different industries and technologies and things that have done been done before and presenting them. So state-of-the-art technology, I like to use that one when it's actually technology-related, not when it's creating a framework or presenting information in a different way. To me, that is not uh, a new opportunity. That's just a different way of looking at things, and I guess that is a new opportunity as well. Uh, The next one is, I appreciate your attention to this matter, which to me is a very nice way of saying, get on this. This, I'm looking for an answer for you from this. I'm, I'm holding you accountable and responsible to this, so I appreciate you paying attention to this. Uh, I think it's meant in a softer version than that, but I look for ways to make communication and information more direct and understandable. So I share my expectations with people. I let them know what I expect and when I want an answer. So the end of the day, uh, you know, that the end of the day actually means I expect an answer by the end of the day or at the end of business today. Uh, next is... Should you have any questions, please feel free to contact me. I end a, or used to end a lot of emails in that, and, and I end most of my videos in that. Hey, if you have any questions, if you're struggling with something, hit me up, ask me. I might not know the answer, but I guarantee I can hook you up with the person that can help you get to the next step if I'm not the person that can help you figure out and get to the next step because there's nothing worse than not knowing what to do, I think, or feeling like you're frozen and paralyzed because you don't know what to do. So, you know, if you have any questions, Feel free to ask. Feel free to contact me. Let me know any of those variations of that. I look forward to hearing from you soon. That's true. I use that one in job interviews or with people I want to work with again. And I only say it when I really mean it, though. I say, hey, I look forward to hearing from you soon. But I think it can be overused because, to be honest, we don't always look forward to hearing from people. So if I don't look forward to hearing from somebody, I'm not going to say that I do. Um... 
Once I complete my current task, I'll be happy to take a look at that. I do use a version of this, um, not this exactly. I'm not sure if this is the great and best phraseology, but uh, I do let people know that, it, and I only say that again, if I truly am gonna go back and, and look at the thing that they're showing me. This one um, reminds me of social media and so much is online these days. Um, I very rarely commit to going back and looking at something. If I say I'm going to do it, I will do it. It might not be in the time frame that person wants because it's usually somebody that wants me to look at something that's trying to sell me something. And unless I'm in the market for that thing or it's a problem, it's a solution to a problem I have right now, I'm going to get to it when I get to it. When it hits my list of I'm going to go through and I'm going to look at social media feedback things that I said I'd, I'd look at and provide feedback on. And a lot of times I'll look at people's stuff and I'll realize that it is not at all for me and they obviously didn't even look at my profile on social media to know that what they're trying to offer me is absolutely positively not for me. Uh, at your earliest convenience, that respects other people's time. It leaves it open-ended to when they do or look or read or whatever you're asking them to do. Uh, I understand, I love this one because I understand shows empathy and it lets people know you're hearing them. I like when people paraphrase back to me what we've talked about or what I've said or what they've said. I like to paraphrase back because it shows empathy. It shows that I hear what they're saying and I understand. One of the biggest uh, challenges with communication is people don't hear what we say with the intent that we say it. They hear what they hear based on everything else that's going on in their life, in their head, in their minds, in their environment. And so we have to remember, it's communication is more about what do people hear, what do they get from what we're communicating, than what and how we're actually communicating. And it's up to us to find out if there's a meeting of the minds in our communications. Uh, let me look into that versus saying, I don't know. Now, I say, I don't know. If I don't know something, I'll say, I don't know, let me look into that. And they recommend that you don't say, I don't know, because it doesn't makes you look like you don't know everything. Well, guess what? I haven't met a person yet who knows everything, so why would you pretend you do? I think it's inauthentic, and uh, I, do, I do say, though, hey, I don't, I don't have the answer right now, but I'm going to look into that. Let me look into that. I'll get back to you, and I usually give a specific time or date that I'll get back to them. Um, and then the final one is, this is a great opportunity, and that's used to show the other person how the thing that you're talking to them about benefit or could possibly benefit them and impact their life in a positive way in the future. If you're not presenting something to someone that's benefit to them, solves a problem for them, or is going to impact their life in a positive way in the future, why are you talking to them about it? Back to my, you know, why are you presenting things to people that it's not for? It's a waste of your, it's a waste of their time, but more importantly, it's a waste of your time, your energy, your efforts, and the results that you want to get for you. And Believe me, there's plenty of people for each and every one of us to serve on the planet. We don't need to be going after people that don't need, want, or desire what it is that we have to offer. Do we think that our whatever it is we sell will be the is the greatest thing since sliced bread and, and everybody on the planet needs it and wants it and should have it? Yeah, but guess what? The truth is they don't. How do you know? Ask yourself, do I need, want, and have to have everything that exists on the planet? Well, no, that's ridiculous. So, of course, other people are the same in their desires for we want the things we want and the rest of it we just don't care about or it doesn't even enter our radar. We don't even notice it. So those are 15 phrases that were uh, in an ink article, an old ink article by Drew Hendricks. 
and I've added and paraphrased a couple of them. But I am curious, do you think these make you sound more professional or not? Do you use any of these? Do you, like me, some of them just kind of make you crazy? Or that they've just been used to death and you're like, they don't sound sincere. Like anything else, you have to make these your own. If you go in and you say, all right, let's get the ball rolling in a team meeting, and you've never said anything remotely like that again before, people are going to look at you like you have two heads. And that usually isn't the effect we want when we're leading a meeting. So I recommend that like anything else you, you read about or learn or hear, take it with a grain of salt. Ask yourself what works for you or what doesn't. But just hearing these phrases, I guarantee that over the next week or so, you'll, you'll find yourself noticing or using maybe just one or two of them. And that's all it takes to help us to communicate better and helping us communicate better. And that's what idioms are all about. Understanding what things mean, getting to know and understand other people better and improving our communications. One of the things I'm working on this year. And so I thought it was a fun thing to share kind of a, a little divergent from our, this is an idiom. This is what it means. This is where it comes from. This is how you might use it. This is how you might think about it. And then how else might you think about it? Because the way I think about and see idioms is, of course, based on my past experience with them or not. There's, there's some I've never even heard of. So love to know your response to this. Do you think that these are great additions to our vocabulary or things that we should just erase and not use? Share in the comments below. And I will, of course, be with you with another interesting idiom tomorrow. What does it mean? Where does it come from? And how can you use it in your life and especially in your business right now? Take care. If you have any questions, ask me.